Welcome to Glimpses of Calvary, and thank you for joining us. Glimpses of Calvary is a radio ministry of Calvary Baptist Church in Findlay, Ohio. Join us now as our pastor, Gordon Dixon, opens the Word of God to us. We'd like to welcome you to this edition of Glimpses of Calvary and this special edition of the This Is My Story Project. And today I am delighted to have with me my friend and my brother in the Lord, Gordon Turpin, a great first name, Gordon. We, we don't have many Gordons around. And so no, we I'm don't. So glad to have uh, Brother Turpin with us. On our website at glimpsesofcalvary.com, you will find a rather stunning story, an amazing story of what happened to him on a January evening, I believe it was, yes. in 1972. And when I heard this story, I immediately thought, oh, the, the world needs to hear what happened. They need to understand how you gain strength in a situation like this. And the end result is he has now written his tract, and we've begun to make copies of that, and we're working on getting that to a publisher here soon. And so, Brother Turpening, thank you very much for joining us today. We're glad to have you here. You found yourself in the trunk of your own car, kidnapped, on a January evening in 1972. Yes, I did. How did that happen? <laughs> well, I tell you, it was an interesting uh, event. We had just gotten back. Uh, I was a student at the time at Bob Jinch University, and um, we'd been married just a couple of years. And we, uh, as most students do, we came home for Christmas vacation. And as we went back to work, that was on a Monday night, and got back to work, and uh, I worked not far from our home and not very far from the university. And on the way to work, uh, it was uh, just kind of a nice, cool evening, and then uh, lunchtime, I would take uh, my break and would drive back home. It was five minutes drive, so I would just go home for lunch. Well, when I got home that night, I took, uh, for lunch, I took the... Uh, uh, the check that I had just received from my, my pay and uh, given that to my wife. And I think I gave her the cash that I had because she was going to shop the next morning. And I headed back to work. Well, when I got to a railroad track on um, uh, Waddell and, and Rutherford Road, mm -hmm. I, uh, I noticed there were three men standing there by the track. And um, one of them placed his hand on my passenger door handle and opened the door, and he said, are you going that way, and he motioned toward the plant. And I said, yes. Well, it wasn't really an invitation for him to get into the car, but he got into the back seat, and uh, another fellow in the back seat, and another guy got into the front with me. And I headed across the railroad track, and I didn't even reach Rutherford Road, and I felt something cold at the back of my neck. And I'm going to tell you, that was an interesting I thought it was a switchblade knife. I, I, I'd, I'd never felt anything quite like that. But then I heard this unmistakable click, and it sounded very much like uh, a semi-automatic um, safety switch mm -hmm. being undone. And I felt the most stunning chill in my body I think I've ever felt. Mm -hmm. It was just chills up and down my spine. Mm -hmm. it, was, it was just incredible. And what seemed like a very long period of time was only seconds but I began to turn left onto Rutherford Road because that was the instructions that I had been given. 
And then he said, stop, go straight through. And that's when I knew I was in serious trouble. And because he had a gun on the back of my head, I proceeded on across Rutherford Road and went to the first right and uh, turned right. They told me to turn right down this very dark street. Well, I got down uh, half a block or so, and uh, they told me to stop the car. And they had been using nasty words. They'd been telling me they were going to kill me. They had at that, before that I even reached that, they had asked for my billfold, and I had forgotten I took the money out of my billfold. I was so, I mean, this doesn't happen just all the time. Sure. You know, I was I was kind of beside myself. I would imagine, just the right? fear of what, what happens next. So they told me to get out of the car. And um, I thought, well, I escaped that. Well, they were trying to get that old car started. It was a, a three-speed, and apparently the driver was not... Uh, he, he had taken over the driver at that time, and he was not able to get that stick now, shift going. What kind of car was this? <laughs> it was a 64 Ford. 64 Ford, yes. and this was 1972. Yes, and it was, a, it was a car that I call it my Rust Belt Trophy car <laughs> because it was from Michigan, and uh, I'd been a, on a lot of back roads, and it was rusted out. Uh, the gas typical, tank... Typical college student cars. You're right. A friend of mine, <laughs> George, uh, who was in the ministry yet today, uh, he had given me that car when he finished seminary. And I, um, I was very thankful for it, but it was pretty rough. But um, the gas tank had rusted off, the hangers had fallen off, and the tank was actually in the trunk of the car. Mm, the gas tank. The gas tank in wow. the trunk of the car. Wow. Well, to go back to the story, I guess, um, they tried to get going with that old car, and they couldn't do it. He'd stall it and start up again and stall. And finally, he got it into reverse. Now, I'm walking away, not running. I don't know why I wasn't running. Mm -hmm. But I was walking away. They got it into reverse, and I heard the whine of the reverse. It's unmistakable. And he's coming back down the road in reverse, and he reaches me and stops the car. One guy jumped out and grabbed me and says, get back in the car. (laughs) Now, that was kind of (laughs) an interesting little turn of events. So they had your wallet. They were driving away. Yes. And they put it in reverse and came back to get you. Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> and I don't know why to this day. Uh, it was interesting, but they got me in the back seat then, and the, the driver finally was able to manage how to drive the car. You know, whenever a situation like that happens, you know, you think of a lot of things. You give the guy the karate chop or right. you jump out of the car, what do you do? Right. And uh, I chalk those all up as pretty silly and foolish, and so I just uh, I listened to what they had to say. It wasn't long before I kind of regained my own composure and began to give the fellow in the back seat, who had the gun, by the way. Um, I began to give him the gospel hmm. and telling him he needed to be saved. And if he was a Christian, he wouldn't do this. Now, that means that somewhere along the way, you had come into contact with the gospel and you had come to know the Lord. So when was that? Because you're drawing on a strength here that some people just wouldn't understand. Yes, that's a, that's a wonderful story. I was not raised in a Christian home. My mother was saved, but uh, uh, she had uh, been ill, and it was very hard for her to get us four kids to church. My father was not a Christian. I loved my dad very much, and I was very close to my dad, but uh, he was not a Christian. And, uh, but when I was 15, I was invited to church uh, by a friend of mine, and I, I put it off a number of times. And 
But I liked his sister. And one time, my, his sister invited my sister to go to church. And the way the Lord used that, um, because she was coming to get my sister some distance, she and her mother, um, the pastor's wife, by the way, it was the pastor's daughter, and so they were coming to get my sister. Well, my sister had another obligation, and she could not go. So I said, well, she, she, my sister told me, uh, would you go out and tell Pam when she comes that I'm not here? Well, just that suggestion. I put on my suit, and when they came, I went out and uh, told them my sister was not here, was not home, and wouldn't be coming, but I'd be glad to go. So I went to church. Well, I think I turned a few heads when I walked in with my suit on and because they had not seen me that way and that wasn't my usual way of looking. But uh, that began about uh, three weeks of attending church fairly nonstop. Hmm. And I had not been in church at all. This was... Now, this how was old were you at this point? I was age 15. 15. Mm-hmm. And just interested enough in the pastor's daughter that church seemed a little mm. more interesting. <laughs> So that wasn't what motivated me the first time, but I became sort of interested in her. But um, then I, uh, I heard about a Christian camp. The kids were going to camp, and um, they were going to Northern uh, uh, Lake up in Michigan, and it was uh, going to be a fun week. And so they invited me to go. I said I'd go. Well, about a Wednesday night, by Wednesday night, I was really convicted by my sin. I was a sinner. I knew I was a sinner. And um, it really got pretty miserable, hearing the gospel all the time, every service. We heard them in the morning. I heard several in the morning. I heard a message every evening or maybe two messages. I don't remember. But it was really getting to be a conviction. And on Wednesday morning, I... I got alone with the Lord, and I said, Lord, I want to get saved. And uh, that night, I made up my mind I was going forward that night. And I know that I was already saved when I said yes to the Lord. I'm sure sure you believe that. But I I went forward that evening, and I sat through the gospel presentation, how Christ loved me and gave himself for me. And if I would receive him, the Bible says, to as many as receive him, to them he gives the power, the authority to become the children of God, even to them that believe on his name. Mm. So I was saved. And from that time on, I became faithful in the Lord's house, and I was faithful in, in his work and whatever the Lord wanted me to do. And by, that, by the time that this event occurred with this kidnapping, you were in Bible college, so it sounds like the Lord led you from the time you trusted Christ also to follow him. Yes. Um, I think probably I was not more than seven, 16 or 17 when the Lord began to impress on my heart that he wanted me to preach. Mm-hmm. And so I began to make preparation for that. I began to take all the hard classes in school because I had been lazy and hadn't <laughs> taken them. And uh, while all of my senior classmates were taking easy courses or... Underwater basket know, weaving. All and, of yeah. those kinds, yes, all of the above. And yeah, and uh, I had chemistry and, and physical science and just some tough courses. But I prepared for uh, the Lord's work that way and then later to college. That's amazing. Well, when we come back tomorrow, we're going to talk more about this. I mean, here you are. You're in the back of this 64 Ford. Is it a Ford? Yeah. Rust Belt Trophy, as you call it. <laughs> uh, you've been kidnapped. These men have a gun that is trained on you. 
And I love it when you said a few minutes ago that, that you really regained your composure, and that is evidence there of the grace of God working in your life that, that the Lord would do that kind of thing. So I know the folks who are hearing us are going to want to know, well, you're here now, so how did you get through this? And most especially, how did you get through it when you were trapped in the trunk of that car? So if you'll come back tomorrow, we'd like very much to hear the rest of your story. Thank you very much. And we hope you'll all join us tomorrow for this broadcast of Glimpses of Calvary. Thank you for joining us for Glimpses of Calvary. This is a radio ministry of Calvary Baptist Church, 2000 Broad Avenue in Finley, Ohio, 45840. That address again is 2000 Broad Avenue, Finley, Ohio, 45840. Please join us again each weekday at this same time as we look for Glimpses of Calvary. Calvary.